If you need help getting Social Security Disability benefits, then this podcast is for you. Give me 15 minutes and I'll pull back the curtain on disability and reveal the secrets to winning I've learned over the past 25 plus years. Hi, I'm Jonathan Ginsberg and I'm a practicing Social Security Disability lawyer. I want to help deserving claimants just like you win the benefits you deserve and not one penny less. Now, if you already know you need help today, go to ssdanswers.com for a free and confidential evaluation of your case. It takes just two minutes. That's ssdanswers.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Now, let's start the show. Hi there, this is Jonathan Ginsberg, and today I'd like to discuss the Social Security Disability Adjudication Process. How long does it take? And is there anything you can do to speed it up? And a corollary to that is how do you survive during the long delays? So let's start with the big picture. And that is how long does it normally take to get your case heard by a judge and a decision rendered? So generally speaking, if you apply for benefits, you get denied, you appeal, you get denied again, you appeal again, then you go to a hearing, you could be looking at two to three years from the date you apply until the date you get a decision. Yes, I said two to three years. And let's walk through that process a little bit. Uh, When you apply, you apply for benefits. Typically, you do so either by calling the 800 number, 800-772-1213, or do it online, which is the preferable way, ssa.gov slash apply for disability. Your application is taken then uh, by Social Security and then assigned to an agency of your state. Now, depending on the state you live, the agency is going to have any one of any number of different kind of names. In Georgia, for example, the state agency is called the DAS or Disability Adjudication Services uh, Agency, which is a department of the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. In Texas, the state agency is called Disability Determination Services, or DDS. It's a division of the Texas Department of Assistive and Rehabilitation Services, DARS. California, they call it something different. It's called Disability Determination Service Division, or DDSD. It's part of the California Department of Social Services. So you see, it depends on where you live, um, what the agency is going to be called. But if you go to Google and you type in State Agency for Social Security Disability, you can identify the state agency in your state along with the address and contact information for that state agency. Once your file gets to the state agency, a claims examiner called an adjudicator is assigned to your case. The adjudicator will request copies of medical records and other evidence. When those records are received, the adjudicator will will review them and prepare a summary for an in-house physician or psychologist who will either recommend uh, approval or denial. Now, generally speaking, and this is my experience, that adjudicators and in-house Social Security doctors, and these are typically retired doctors doing it part-time to make a little extra money, are looking for listing-level cases. And I've discussed the listings in a previous uh, podcast episode, but if you go to meetalisting.com, that's one of my websites, you can learn more about the listings. Um, they're looking for listing-level cases and what I call magic words. Uh, basically, medical evidence is, essentially says that you meet a listing. Uh, and if you do, you have a good chance of getting approved. And in fact, about a third of claims, initial application claims are approved. 
and they're approved generally because they meet a listing. So that's why if you can figure out a way to meet a listing, uh, your odds of getting approved quickly within three to five months uh, is pretty decent. But in any case, the adjudication process takes about three to five months, maybe a little bit longer, then you would get a denial. You will get a form letter denial uh, that basically says that we think that you still have the capacity for work, um, and it will go on to explain why you're not going to be approved. Uh, again, it's uh, it's done in, in a very form letter type of fashion, so it won't look like very much, but it's important to save that, that um, notice of denial for a couple reasons. One is it will identify, the denial notice will identify the medical records that Social Security used, the adjudicator used in making the decision. And you'll see uh, that if certain records are not there, it's probably because the adjudicator did not receive them back. Uh, maybe you, you had a bad address for the doctor or hospital. And uh, you can take a look at that information. If you see that there are important medical records that are missing, you can make sure that when you do appeal that you identify the missing records and you let the uh, the state agency know that they were missing some records. Second, and probably more importantly, is that the decision, the denial decision, will have a date on it, uh, the date the dis- denial was issued. That may be very different than the date on the envelope, and that's why you always want to save both the denial notice and the envelope because you're you're required by law to appeal within 60 days from the date you receive your denial notice, and they assume five days for mailing. So if the date on the letter is March 13th but it's not mailed until May 5th, then you don't really have 60 days. Um, and I've had cases before where uh, that exactly is exactly what happened, where the um, for some reason the denial got stuck in a mail bin someplace. It didn't get sent out for six or seven weeks. My client uh, got, got it on a particular date and filed the appeal within two months of, or 60 days of that date, but it was more than 60 days from the date on the notice. Uh, and my client didn't notice it, and Social Security basically dismissed the appeal as being untimely. Uh, I tried to get – I appealed that denial or that, that untimely decision or untimely notice to uh, Social Security. They basically said, you don't have the right to appeal that. So my feeling is that if you get a denial notice, make sure to look at the date – but assuming you're within the 60 days, go ahead and just appeal it right away. There's just no reason to wait. Um, realize that at reconsideration, which is the first appeal, only about 10% of claims are approved or of appeals are, are approved. So it's really almost a waste of time, uh, the reconsideration appeal. So get that appeal filed as quickly as you possible, possibly can. So again, in my view, it's more important to get your reconsideration appeal filed fast than to make it done, have it done perfectly. When you appeal, you want to use their forms, and they don't give you the forms. You have to look them up on the internet, but it's form SSA 561, which is the uh, request for appeal, the SSA 3441, which is an appeal, a medical update report, and the SSA 827, which is a medical release. And you want to make sure that all those forms are included in the appeal and and use the address on the denial notice. Uh, That's where you need to send that appeal. Uh, I would send it 
certified mail or registered mail return receipt requested so you can prove that you mailed it and that they received it. Um, I will not uh, bore you with the details of how many times things get lost in the mail at Social Security or they fall through the cracks and having that uh, green card showing that it was mailed and it was received by somebody at Social Social Security can make a big difference. Now, as an attorney, um, when I file an appeal, I do it electronically, so I have an electronic receipt. Uh, If you do it manually, you won't have that, but anything you can do to make sure that you have proof that it was received and and on time, I would definitely do that. Um, If you see that documentation is missing, like certain medical records, um, you know, or if you have a bad address, for example, with your doctor, and by the way, that's why you should always call your doctor's office in the hospital. What is the proper mailing address for uh, correspondence, medical record request? Um, you want to send that to the adjudicator, again, by certified or registered mail return receipt requested. So when you file your appeal, and again, it's done within 60 days, um, it goes back to the state agency, the DAS or the DDS or whatever they call it. Uh, It typically will go to a different adjudicator. Um, Again, only about 10% of the cases that are appealed are actually approved at reconsideration. So um, again, I think it's better to be fast than to be uh, try to be perfect about that. Um, The reconsideration process will also take three to five or six months. So now you're about a year into the process. As in the case with the initial denial, you're going to receive a form letter explaining why you're denied and the records that they used. Um, you have 60 days, six zero days from the date you receive the notice. And again, you want to save copies of the envelope as well as the letter to file your request for a hearing. That's the second appeal, a request for a hearing. The forms to use are the SSR, Social Security forms HA501. Uh, you want to do that SSA 3441 again, which is the medical update report, and the 827, which is a medical release. Um, it is really, really important um, that you not raise any new medical issues when you request a hearing because Social Security's position is that the uh, medical issues that are to be considered at your hearing should have been raised at initial recon. And I've actually had a case one time, a long time ago, where the judge basically said to me, this particular issue, whether it was depression or vascular disease or something, was not raised at the initial application or the reconsideration, and now it's being raised at a hearing, and I'm not going to consider it, so your option is to either have this case referred back to the DAS for an evaluation, or we can proceed with the hearing, but I will not consider this newly raised evidence. Um, Now, the question, of course, is what happens if you have a new problem? Uh, That did not occur in my particular case, and I think you could make an argument that a new problem could be raised at the hearing level, but if it's an existing problem that was not raised, an existing medical issue that causes work limitations, it did exist, but you didn't raise it before, you may have trouble raising that uh, at the hearing. So just be aware of that, and that's why when you file your appeal or your initial application and your reconsideration that you include everything possible uh, to make sure that it is all uh, all on, on the table for Social Security to consider. I'm going to take a quick break right now, and then we'll come back and talk about the hearing process and the time the amount of time that that takes. So I'll be right back with you. Don't know where to begin? Get my free Secrets to Getting Approved Survival Kit. Inside the kit, I discuss such things as how do you know if you have a case, what to do if you're denied, how to avoid common mistakes, and my ever-popular 
how to avoid trick questions from the judge. Subscribing is free and easy. Just visit ssdanswers.com and look for the survival kit for instant access. Remember, time is eroding your position every day. Don't delay. Act now. That's ssdanswers.com for your free survival kit. Okay, I am back, and now let us talk about the hearing process and how long it takes. Uh, when you request your hearing, again, you're going to use the forms I mentioned, the HA-501, the 3441, and the 827. You request your hearing, uh, and then you wait. And you're going to wait between 18 and 30 months. It depends on where you live. Um, if you go to the website disabilityjudges.com, which I have nothing to do with that site, but I do use it a good bit, and you click on a particular hearing office, you can see the wait time for the hearing uh, offices near you. Um, and, again, it's going to be a year and a half to two, two and a half years before you actually get a hearing date. Um, when you do request a hearing, uh, the case will be transferred from the state agency electronically to Social Security's Office of Hearing Hearings Operation. Um, now, this has been called different things. It used to be called ODAR, Office of Disability and Review. Before that, they called it OHA, Office of Hearings and Appeal. Now it's called OHO. Uh, but again, all those acronyms you may see. Um, and this is part of the federal government. The key point to remember when you file for a hearing is once your case is transferred to OHO, neither Social Security, the federal agency, or the state agency will take any further action to update your file. This means if you don't request and submit medical evidence, uh, you could basically sit there for two years. Your file will have nothing new in it for two years. You get to a hearing, and guess what? You're going to lose because the judge is going to see nothing new for two years and figure you, just, you must be okay. You're not going to the doctor. If you go to the hearing and say, well, I've been going to the doctor for the past two years, the judge is going to say, why haven't you updated the file? I didn't know I had to. Well, I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I can't consider your case. I'm not going to approve your case because I don't have any medical evidence. And under the rules, the, the record has closed. You're just out of luck. Now, again, some judges might give you a little bit of time and reset the hearing, but I wouldn't count on that. There's, there's a big push by Social Security to close the record. So there's a good chance you'd be out of luck. And this is really why, um, and I realize it may sound a little self-serving. This is why you need an attorney if you, when you request a hearing. Um, because obviously as an attorney, I know that there's an obligation on me on behalf of my client to update the medical records. I will do that. I will identify any non-medical evidence like school records or employment records that need to be obtained and submit those. I'll develop a theory of the case. Um, I'll make sure that um, all the letters that Social Security sends will be responded to. For example, they're going to ask for evidence or, or documentation about recent medical treatment, your work background, current medications, that sort of thing. Some judges require a pre-hearing brief. And so, again, that's something that we're going to want to do. Um, and, of course, I'll prepare you for the hearing. And that sometimes takes longer than the actual hearing. Uh, I may spend a couple hours with my client making sure that they understand what the issues are and will practice asking and answering questions, uh, which, again, uh, it, being prepared for that um, it will make sure that you make the most of your 45-minute hearing because that's really all the time you're going to get. Um, when you submit records, if you do it without an attorney, you need to use a, a barcode that will give you a piece of paper with a barcode on it. Um, you have to submit that either electronically or by fax. 
most people do it by fax. It goes to a fax number in Kentucky, of all places, and it will, because of the barcode, in theory, be associated with your file. Um, you know, is it possible that the, the records you submitted will be lost? It's certainly possible. You're, you're assuming that the uh, the barcode is going to be properly read. It's going to be it's going to be clear and, and easy for their machines to read it. Um, again, I do it electronically using the barcode, but we submit it, we get a receipt um, that it's been submitted properly. If you do it by fax, you, you have your fax receipt. But again, um, Social Security is becoming more and more unforgiving when it comes to records that you say you submitted, but they don't get there. Um, so you just want to be real careful about that. And probably if you're doing this without an attorney, call uh, the hearing office to make sure that they did receive it and it's been put into their file. And that usually takes place about a week after you send it. It will actually make it into the electronic file. Um, by the way, Social Security has done a pretty good job. I'll give them credit. I criticize them a good bit uh, for things, but I give them credit for going paperless. Um, and, of course, the positive of that is that it makes life a lot easier for everybody because everything is on a computer screen. But, of course, that means if things fall through the cracks, it can be that much more difficult to track down. So, in any case, after your hearing, and the hearing will typically, you'll get a notice that the case has been worked up for a hearing, which means that the uh, the, the exhibits have been put in order for the judge about three or four months uh, prior to the actual hearing, and then uh, usually six or seven weeks before the hearing, you'll get a notice of the hearing. Um, and then when you go to the hearing, you'll end up waiting um, about two to five months to get a decision. The judge will write the decision, but they have a writer, which is in a, a remote location, usually in another state. They have uh, attorneys that generate the decisions using kind of a template, but it has to be written up by the, the attorney who wasn't at the hearing, sent back to the judge for review, and then released. Um, you know, I can log into the electronic system and see where it is in the process, but I really can't do very much to speed it up because, again, that's just – it's based on numbers, how many cases are in the queue for the writer to process through. Now, obviously, a couple of questions I get. How do you speed up this process? Um, not a whole lot you can do. Um, one thing that we have done in the past and you can do is something called a dire need letter. And if that's if you're living in your car, you're homeless, um, we can write a letter to the uh, hearing office director in your local hearing office to say, you know, my client is homeless, suffering, um, can't, doesn't have food, can't buy medicine. Sometimes that will move the meter. We'll get you know, moved up a little bit. Of course, a lot of people do that now because of the two to three year wait. So that's less and less effective. I think a more effective thing to do would be to reach out to your United States, your United States Senator or representative. Um, they will write letters to the hearing office. Sometimes that will speed up things as well. Uh, again, I don't like to traffic in false hope. And, and I will tell you that because there's thousands and thousands of people who are requesting a hearing and they're all waiting two to three years. Uh, everybody's using these same uh, techniques. There's just, again, that's just unfortunately because Social Security has made a decision that they don't want to spend money on personnel. They keep cutting the budget. The, the money they do allocate is going more towards computer systems. They just don't have enough judges. They don't have enough support staff. So the delays keep getting bigger and they're going to get worse before they get better, unfortunately. So um, that's just the, the reality of what's going on. Um, the second question I get is how do I survive during this two to three year process? I think what I tell people is I don't have a good answer for that, unfortunately. I would tell you to talk to your friends and relatives. Let them know you're going to need their help. 
Um, if you do make a work attempt and try to go back to work, talk to your lawyer so you understand the difference between a, an unsuccessful work attempt and a successful work attempt. Uh, so that way, if you try to work, you're not working too long to create a problem with your case. And I think I would make note of the struggles you're under, you're undergoing so that if you're living in your car, if you're uh, having trouble feeding yourself and your family, make note of that because I think that's evidence uh, of your good faith that you wouldn't be at a hearing, you wouldn't be asking for disability unless you truly were disabled. So that is a brief summary of the time frame. Again, it takes way too long, obviously, but I don't see it changing anytime soon. But you need to be aware of that. So if you choose to apply for disability, you understand that if you don't get approved early on the first, um, let's say, you know, three to five months, it's probably going to be uh, two to three years before you see the first dime. And that's if you win. Right now, uh, the percentage of cases nationally that's being, that are being approved, it's about 45% of, of hearing requests are being approved by a judge. 55% approximately are being denied. Um, so again, it's a long way for essentially what's less than 50% chance of winning. So that's why if you can continue to work, you certainly should. But obviously, if you're truly disabled, uh, you should pursue it. And again, uh, we use every every arrow in our quiver, every tool in our arsenal to make sure that we give you the best shot at winning, have the strongest theory of disability, have the, the right kind of evidence to present to a judge so that when we get in front of the judge, uh, we have our best shot at proving that you are, in fact, disabled. Um, I hope you found this uh, summary of the time frame helpful, and please let me know if you have any questions. That's it for today's uh, podcast episode. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Subscribe to this podcast for regular updates at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you found this podcast useful, then please give me a five-star review because it helps others see the value of my information. Thank you in advance. For a 100% free and confidential evaluation of your case, visit ssdanswers.com. That's ssdanswers.com. Don't delay. Act now.